Are you ready to live your best life, be stronger, and fall in love with yourself? It's possible, and it's inside you, but you need to unlock the power within. Welcome to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. Jody used to be afraid to take risks. It took some stepping out of her comfort zone to get her there. Along with her guests and their stories, Jody will help you to live your best life ever. Now, here's your host, Jody Harrison Bauer. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Fearlessly Authentic. I am your host, Jody Harrison Bauer, and it is always such a pleasure to have you join me every single week for Fearlessly Authentic. Between myself and my guests, my wish, my hope is always to educate, empower, and inspire you, and maybe throw in a little entertainment in there as well. Um, But really, I want to help you live your most fearlessly authentic life because sometimes we struggle with our fears and being true to ourselves. And I know that I've struggled with that myself, and that is why I named the show Fearlessly Authentic because we always struggle with it daily um, with one thing or another. And I'm really hoping that the subjects that I bring onto the show and the men and women that help me help you uh, have a better and more exciting and vibrant life because that is my wish for you. And uh, because what are we all here for if it's not to be fearlessly authentic? It's a waste of time to uh, live in fear as I did for many, many years. But before we start the show, I wanted to remind you to um, subscribe and rate and review and leave, um, yes, please leave a review. I'd love to hear from you. Um, I'd love for you to tell your friends and for you to write to me um, and let me know how you are enjoying the show and maybe what more you would like to listen to if there are other subjects that you would like for me to talk about. You can find me on Instagram at Jody Harrison Bauer. <clears throat> you can find me on Facebook under the same name. And what if like my most favorite platforms lately has been TikTok? And I never thought that I would really love being on TikTok. Um, but it's been really, really fun. And also, I've been sharing with you every week my journey with a plant-based diet. And that has been through the help of a company called Sakara, that's S-A-K-A-R-A dot com. And they make nutritious and delicious foods that are delivered to me that are plant-based. Because I didn't really know how to create a plant-based meal, but I knew that my body wanted something more than just animal protein, which is what I had been consuming all my life. And actually, when I grew up, was growing up, I um, I ate a lot of meat and potatoes. I don't know if that's, you know, my parents and, and their background and so on, but that's, we ate a lot of meat. Um, but I don't eat any red meat now, and I'm about, I would say, 80% plant-based. I do eat fish and chicken. But if you were, you know, thinking of it, interested in it, I would highly recommend it. I have a code twenty to get 20% off. Use my code XOJODY. On your first purchase, you get 20% off. Go to Sakara. that's S-A-K-A-R-A dot com, and use my code XOJODY to save 20% on your first order. And they also have other products to boost your metabolism. So check everything out, and, you know, again, please, I want to hear from you. So as I mentioned a few minutes ago, 
one of the things that is near and dear to me that seems to be um, a constant in my life is uh, the subject of fear and things that I fear. And it's not like fearing spiders. I don't fear spiders or things like that. But, um, you know, fearing judgment, fearing um, what people say because I grew up as such a people pleaser. I was the first of three girls and I just wanted to always put a smile on my parents' face, make them happy. And with that comes this whole perfection and then there's, you know, we could go into imposter syndrome, we could go into all of those things. But truthfully, as I got older and become became more aware of who I was based on what people said to me and how I felt about myself as I got older. So I got divorced in my early 40s and I just blazed my own trails. I didn't think about my age. I didn't think about any risks that I took concerning my age. I just kind of, you know, they talk about ignorance is bliss. And so I was kind of ignorant about the way the world viewed me. And actually, I, I received very positive remarks. You know, I was out there dating and raising my daughters and, you know, trying new things and starting a new career. And I just never thought about it because I think I was ignorant of how the world might have viewed a 42-year-old woman and how I really felt because at 60, I actually feel 40. And I'm going to read you some interesting statistics regarding um, people who fear aging. Um, is it more women? Is it more men? And what do they fear about aging? And aging is not anything I really feared but again, it's been brought to my attention that maybe I shouldn't wear my hair this long. Maybe I shouldn't be wearing dresses this short. And so, and as I'm getting older, as I turned 60 last year, I, I did start thinking about, whoa, wait a minute. That was my 40s and 50s. Now I'm in my 60s, for God's sake. Should I? Should I be fearing aging? It seems like a lot of people obsess over that. So I wanted to share a bunch of articles that I found really, really interesting to um, give you some interesting tidbits about aging and the fear that goes into it uh, because I never, I never thought about aging and fearing it until I became 60. And that 6-0 number, if I have to be honest with you, kind of made me cringe a little bit because I had to say I was 60. I've never lied about my age. I've always been really proud of my age. Um, but according to a study, 90% of women mentally <clears throat> see themselves as being younger than they are by a whopping 10 years. So I guess I'm not that different. I see myself actually 40. Um, and that's not because I think I look 40 nor do I want to try to look 40. It's just how I feel. It's, and I was talking to somebody recently who said uh, that age is um, not necessarily an attitude, but it's um, um, a vibe. You know, it's that vibe you throw it out. It's that energy. 
and maybe it's that energy. My mom and dad were always very young at heart. Um, anyway, so 90% of women mentally see themselves as being younger than they are by a whopping 10 years. And as we get older, we're more likely to fib about our age. And it's not just for vanity reasons. In fact, a large proportion of us feel it could be holding us back in other areas. So I do know a few people that lie about their age or they just don't come forward with it. Like I'm the first person to say I am, I'm 60. I've never lied about my age, like I said at the beginning, um, but there are people that are not forthcoming. And I say, you know what, that's really, really, really okay uh, to each their own. But I just thought that was very interesting. As you get older, you tend to fear, you tend to fib about your age. So the other thing I found interesting that I wanted to share with you, and I really would love your feedback, is there are five common fears of every woman and how to overcome them. So the number one fear for women is the fear of getting older. And, you know, youth is beautiful, aging is another beautiful thing, but it takes time for most women to understand it. Almost every woman is afraid that one day she will stand staring at the reflection in the mirror without recognizing it. And I have to tell you that I've, I've done that myself. I've looked in the mirror I'm wondering if you've done that too, men and women. If you looked in the mirror and you're like, wait a minute, wait, wait, I was 40 yesterday and now I look 60 or whatever it is, or where did that wrinkle come from? You know, my girls are, my daughters are 28 and 32 and they're complaining about lines and, you know, their forehead and so on. But it, it does just sort of happen overnight if you're a mom or a dad out there and you've got kids and one day you get them out of their bed and you're like, wait a minute, when did you get so big? So it's that whole aging process. The fear of aging has made a lot of women dabble into a lot of different things to make them stay forever young. This is because being fearful of the fact that no makeup will ever make up for the white streaks of aging hair, the weak wrinkled skin, which was once succulent, and the waning strength, which constantly reminds them of their boisterous years, has eaten deep into their minds. And, you know, recognizing and accepting the aging process you know, goes along with the reality that we live in. It happens to us all. As you get older, you'll get more mature and wiser. Aging is inevitable, and if you spend the rest of your youthful years dreading it, you might end up getting to its door faster than you think. So I say, stop thinking about it, embrace it, be proud to say how old you are, and do the things that are going to make you feel better because, as I will share with you in a few minutes, Part of the aging process is feeling good in your body. And I have been in the fitness industry for almost 35 years. So I know that eating healthy and staying fit, exercising regularly, getting enough sleep, drinking enough water, to just to name a few, um, are things that are definitely going to help you feel better as you age so you don't dread it as much. Um, so I guess I don't really dread it. It just, as I turned 60 this year, it just became more, I became more aware of it. Um, a few other things that I just wanted to mention of things that women fear, fear of poverty, fear of gaining weight, um, fear of being alone, left alone, and fear of aging alone. So two of the five fears that women have are about aging. 
And, um, you know, I'm also going to read you an article about um, men and how they feel about aging. And it's not necessarily the same. However, men do fear aging. They may not express it. You may not see it. But, you know, there is a very small percentage of men that actually, you know, they're doing things behind the behind the scenes. They're they're putting spray tans on. They're they're getting Botox. They're getting fillers. So this is um, a great a great article that I came across about how women really feel about getting older, and I wanted to share a few things about this and some statistics because I think the statistics are very important. Um, we've all heard about the alleged horrors of aging from the sudden onsets of aches and pains to having those forgetful moments. Yes. I, I do forget things, which is why you see a lot of older people um, writing notes. Uh, but it's it's because we have a lot on our mind, you know. It's not. It's but but we do forget, which is why it's really important. Um, as our memory may lapse a little bit as we get older, and if whether you're twenty, thirty, forty, fifty, sixty, and older, and you're listening to the show right now, you may already recognize that hey, I don't really remember that. But if you stop and think about things, being nostalgic, remembering things that you did when you were growing up, reading is really important for your cognitive um, skills that um, you need to keep using that brain so you don't lose your memory. And that's why, you know, my mom had a stroke six years ago. I visit her often and we talk about the past a lot and that's just to get her to to remember things and keep her mind really really sharp and she is super sharp so with a plethora of myths surrounding the aging debate um, this this article has set out to debunk those false pretenses and determine how women really feel about growing older surveying 2,000 women age 40 and plus across the UK the results are now in here you go body confidence so, curious to know what age women felt their most body confident? Take a guess. 35. And I thought that was interesting because I remember thinking around 38 that I felt the absolute most confident in my body. And I'll tell you why. It's because your hormones are balanced if you have balanced hormones. Um, so if you have no hormonal issues and you have balanced hormones and you're getting your period regularly and so on, that in your mid-30s, and I love that this is 35, that makes sense that you feel most confident in your body. So for me, it was 38. I remember that specifically. And 35, and that is the, the age that most women feel the most confident in their body. According to the survey, 38 is the age where women feel they're happiest. You know, they, they look at people like Kate Hudson, Kourtney Kardashian, and Rachel McAdams. They're all 38. I thought that was interesting. And again, I remember being 38 very, very, very specifically, um, feeling great in my body, I'm getting restless. I'm kind of a restless soul to begin with. I'm, I'm, I'm embracing all that restlessness because I'm always trying to do so many things. Uh, and I was I remember at 38 thinking about what I want to do for the rest of my life. The benefits of aging. When asked what are the two biggest perks of growing older, 55% of women answered that having 
more sex was a key advantage, while 9% believe aging has meant sex has improved. Okay? So the benefits of aging. Okay, kids, listen to that. As you age, sex gets better. I am proof to tell you that. Um, and it's because, let's see what, why. I will, I will read to you what the survey says. Um, and I will tell you what I think of this. 40% of women say they found it easier to speak their mind as they've grown older. So again, it goes back to that confidence. 35% of women try less to impress, while one in three women think an increase in confidence is one of the main advantages of aging. Amen. Completely agree. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't have a filter because, you know, Women my mom's age, she's 86, going to be 87. She doesn't really have a filter, but she also had a stroke. So uh, things just, you know, the wiring is just not right. Um, but it, it's, it's not an entitled feeling, but when you get older, you're wiser, you have more confidence, and you can speak with the wisdom and the experience and not feel self-conscious. Because actually, whether it's in, in a sexual relationship or in a relationship or at work or with friends, you know what you want. And we don't want to waste our time with people or being in relationships that don't serve us. So remember that. And you don't have to be old to know this, okay? Also, one in four women believe aging has meant they care less about what other people think. I talked about judgment at the beginning of the show, and it bothers me that that still bothers me. And 9% believe that you get taken more seriously with age. And I think that is true, but as I've told my daughters and younger women who are that I'm close to, you know, if you're an attractive person or Whatever age you are, I really don't think age has something to do with it, but I think people make assumptions because you're older that you take it more seriously, but I've met a lot of older people that really don't have much to say. So it doesn't, I disagree with this. I don't believe that as you get older, you're taken more seriously. I think everything matters about what you have to say, what you contribute to a conversation, what kind of backup you have to say what you're going to say. You can't just shoot off your mouth and say stupid stuff if it doesn't make any sense. There's nothing to back it up with. So what are the perks of growing older? 55% say you have more sex. 40% say you find it easier to speak your mind. 35% say you try less to impress other people. 29% say you feel more confident. 20% say you care less about other people's opinions. 9% says you have better sex, and 7% says you get taken more seriously. Everyone needs confidence boost from time to time. So who and where do women turn as they've gotten older for that pick-me-up? 40% go to friends. 33% go to family. 17% go for a workout. I love that. And 9% go shopping. I will say that if I need a confidence booster, I totally know who I can go to for that boost of confidence. And it's somebody that I really, really trust. Um, family, yes. Uh, my workouts totally, totally help me. And yeah, shopping, like shopping always helps. 
So the society builds stereotype. While growing older brings intelligence, experience, wisdom, and grace, it would also seem that society has created certain stereotypical assumptions that women don't appreciate. 41% of women feel that they should wear age-appropriate clothing. I talk about this on my social um, platforms, on TikTok and on Instagram. 41% of women feel that they should wear age-appropriate clothing, even though they may not want to. Ladies, wear what you want. Like, rock it. Rock it. Ugh. Don't listen to that significant other. Don't listen to that jealous friend. Don't listen to them. Hey, if I listened to everybody who told me what to do, I would have never, ever gotten on stage and competed in fitness shows for 10 years. I would have done half of the things that I would have done. Sports Illustrated, opened up my fitness studio. I wouldn't have done any of that because people told me I was too old. Um, 39% of women think they're made to feel past their sell-by date after 40, and 35% of women feel as though they should have made it career-wise by this age. Okay, let me tell you again, ladies, men, whoever is listening, I am rebranding myself in my 60s. I've been a fitness person my whole life. Yes, fitness will always be a part of my life, and fitness will be part of this second part of my branding. This I'm going into my third chapter now. So it's never too late. If you believe that there is something you need to bring to the table, do not let anybody stop you from doing that. Please, please, please reach out to me. I will tell you they have nothing, absolutely nothing to say. They're just trying to bring you down. So I say, don't listen to them. Go, trust your gut. You know, we have our heart, we have our head, we have our gut. And our gut in, in health like runs our entire body. So if we're having gut issues, it kind of screws up our whole day. So I want you to have a really positive gut. I want you to feel it in your gut. If your gut says it's time for you to start a new career, leave your corporate job, do something else, freaking do it. Other society, and this is society, okay? So we can't, we cannot go by the stereotypes that society puts on us. And one of the things when I did try out to be in Sports Illustrated, and for those of you who don't know anything about the Sports Illustrated thing, um, go to my website, jodyfit.com, and you can read all about it. But I tried out against 10,000 women, more than half my age, made it to the top 60, made global news. And I was 58 years old. And one of the things I talked about that I wanted to be very important for Sports Illustrated was to get women over 55, that we should not be forgotten, and that women of any age at any stage of their life should be able to do what they want, and we shouldn't be kept in a box. So get out of that box, ladies. Boxes are made for jumping, not for staying inside. Other society-created bugbears include not feeling as valued 29%, being viewed as boring, 18%, being perceived as unfit, I can help you with that, 16%, not feeling as respected, 10%, and lastly, the assumption that women are less productive as they get older. Hogwash. None of these things matter. Ladies, please reach out to me. I want to help you. This is, we cannot go by what society tells us to do. It's BS. I am 60 years old. I'm going to be going strong for a long time. I, I think a lot that it's time for me to retire. And I think a lot right now that I should just put my feet up and read a good book. And uh, no, no, no. 
can't do it. I just, I just can't do it. Um, if all rules went out of the window for a limited time, we asked women to choose what two things they would love to get away with without being judged. This is great. 61% of women would love to go traveling around the world and 47% of women would quit work. 23% would love to date a far younger man. Go for it, ladies. While 20% of women would love to get away with wearing more revealing, clo- more revealing clothing. I get so excited because I talk again about that on my social platforms where I'm showing women my age, older, younger, but really, you know, to the women that are over 55, like you don't have to wear a big muumuu. You don't have to hide your body. You don't have to hide your face. Be proud of the wrinkles. Be proud of who you are. And if you don't like it, change it. I'll help you with fitness. I'll help you with lifestyle. I'll help you. I will help you. This is what I do. Um, 17% would stay out all night and partying. I found that really funny. And it's cute. I love that. And 15% would love to get a tattoo or a body piercing. After I got divorced at 42, I got a body piercing. And if no time were, if time were no issue, um, 68% of women would like more time to travel. 44% would like more time to spend with family and friends. 35% of women would like to learn a new skill. And 20% of women wish they had more time to meet new people. And 16% of women would like to spend more time at the gym. So here's the deal, everybody. We're going to go to a break in a second, and I'm going to bring in um, my guest to talk about aging and dating. Um, But there is nothing to stop you. You should not fear aging. I know it's easier said than done, and I know that it's not just over 55 that fears aging. It's all different ages, but I'm telling you from a 55 and over standpoint, there's nothing to be to fear about aging. Embrace and um, be empowered by who you are, and I will be right back with my guest, Ask Nelly, and we're going to be talking about aging and dating, so I'll see you right back after the break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency Podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. On Fearlessly Authentic, Jody talks about mental and physical well-being, and the key to both starts with proper nutrition. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan was created to help your body feel better. Whether your goal is to lose weight, gain muscle, or just feel lighter and more energetic, Following this meal plan can help you get there. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a 21-day plan to help you learn the most important things about the food we eat and what foods are right for you based on your goals and activity level. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a real plan for real life. This is not a diet, but a change in lifestyle. The plan is simple and easy for you to follow. In the 21-day plan, you will receive meal ideas, snack ideas, a grocery list, and a 21-day journal crucial to your success with inspirational quotes to keep you motivated and keep track of your progress. 
The key to success is commitment, consistency, and willpower. Be fearless and trust the journey. Go to JodyFit.com to purchase the JodyFit meal plan now and use the promo code podcast to get 25% off. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. listening to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. We'd love to hear from you with any questions or comments you may have. Send an email to info at jodyharrisonbauer.com. That's info at jodyharrisonbauer.com. Now, back to Fearlessly Authentic. Welcome back, everybody. I'm so excited to have you here listening to me talk about aging and why we fear it and what we can do to overcome the fears. I'm going to give you seven ways to beat your fear of aging if you are scared of aging. One of them is to maintain a positive outlook. So maybe it means that, you know, we have to face things, but we have to look for the positive in everything. Look, I'm a Capricorn. It's not always that easy to look at things in a positive way. Well, we can try to do it. I always find that journaling is really, really helpful to write down my feelings because, again, I see things, if the, there's a glass that's half full, I'll say it's half empty. It's just, it's just me. I'm not a negative person, but it's just, I think I'm realistic. So one way to overcome looking things in a negative way is to, pause, is to look at it and write it down and kind of reflect at one you just wrote down. Embrace your fears. That's been one of the hardest things for me to do. Um, But I I learned to link arms with fear. So whatever it was, and again, that's why I call this show Fearlessly Authentic, because I've lived a whole life of fearing certain things. And create cheerful daily habits. So do things that make you happy every day. Again, these things are easier said than done, but With everything in life, we need to be consistent. And if this is important and it's stopping you from moving forward, stopping you from having a great relationship with yourself, a great relationship with friends or a significant other, you need to try to do this on a daily basis. And treat problems. This is great advice. I need to take Treat problems as an adventure. Yes. Woo. And explore being older and like not be afraid of it. Because the more we know about things that scare us, 
the, the more we know and we feel empowered and we can take it on and say, okay, whatever that fear is, bring it on. I got you. You got me. You know, I, I listened to somebody who said that she puts fear in the passenger side. And she's like, okay, fair. We're going to go take a ride. I'm going to buckle you in and we're going to get through this side by side. So um, also I wanted to add as, as we get older, one of the things that um, makes us feel good about getting older, as I mentioned at the beginning, is the way we feel in our bodies. So our physical fitness, exercising, eating the right foods, getting enough sleep, getting enough hydration, um, and again, that positive outlook and being aware of who we are um, really makes a difference in the way we regard ourselves and the confidence that we feel. Because if we feel confident in who we are, we don't fear that aging process. So I guess that's why I don't really fear the aging. Um, so that is um, really all I wanted to share with you about fear and aging, although I do have more information. But I am not in my regular place today doing the show. I'm actually someplace else and I was able to meet up with a guest that was on my show a while ago and I just needed to have her on today. Nellie, welcome to the show once again. Thanks, Jody. It's so great to be back. We had such a blast last time and it was wonderful meeting you in person. That's the crazy thing about social media is it is a really wonderful way of connecting people who are geographically located far apart. And, you know, when you finally get to see someone face to face and you just feel their energy, um, it just feels all the more special. So it was wonderful meeting up with you. And I'm so excited to be back on today. I completely agree with everything you said. I was like, I have to get her back on the show because in talking about aging and the fear of aging, you being, um, you know, a real, not necessarily a relationship expert, but dating expert. How would tell everybody exactly what you do and how you help others in the dating world manifesting Mr. Right, for example? Yeah, I'm a dating and confidence coach. So I do coach people of all ages, some as young as 20 and all the way up to people, um, you know, in their 60s. So um, it is interesting getting to kind of discuss the trials and tribulations that come with modern dating and hearing it from the perspectives of um, people of all ages. And really what it shows me is a lot of us have the same feelings um, when it does come to dating and even when it comes to aging. You know, you'd be surprised. Some of the people I coach who are the most fearful of aging because they just don't want to screw it up are actually the youngest. Um, you know, they're they're so dead set on their checklist and they, they know what kind of husband they want or wife they want. And so um, they put more pressure. And then as you get older, it's more about, I, at least from what I'm seeing with my clients, I just want to be happy. I just want to be with someone who really makes my soul full, makes my heart sing. And, um, and really what that shows is actually as you age, there's so much wonderful things that come with that because you can kind of step into authenticity and, um, and you know, that was why I was excited to be on your show because it's really just, it, it is about aging fearlessly, authentically, um, and, and not having to please others, you know, maybe the way you do when you're younger or try to fit into a box, but truly just doing what you want to do. Um, and, uh, and I think that's kind of beautiful. 
It, it really is. And one of the things I was talking about a few statistics earlier in the show about one of the things that um, women talk about is that mm. sex gets better. Oh, as they get older, because they're not afraid to ask for what they want. Mm. They're more confident in their body. And, you know, they've been around a little bit, whether they're 35 or 65. They know what they want. And I thought that was pretty beautiful, because you do hear that the more mature a woman gets, the better sex she has. So it's easy to be assertive, male or female, you know. So that makes sense. That yeah, makes sense. It, it really does. And, um, you know, baby boomers are like the biggest demographic right now. We're all like, there's this like big generation moving. And I know that you yeah. work with a lot of people in their 60s, right? So they would mm-hmm. be baby boomers. and 40s, 50s, 60s, yeah. Yeah. So tell me, how does age come into advising, coaching somebody. And then I'd like to know just your opinion, if you're okay answering this, on age differentials, like what ages you think might be most compatible or does it have to do with the personalities? So, yeah. Um, So your first question around kind of what I'm seeing, at least with a lot of my clients and and also the responses that I get Um, to a lot of the videos that I've done on aging on social media, um, you know, they're definitely varied. There are some people who are extremely traditional and they're pretty firm in their beliefs and they think, um, you know, obviously no one goes into a relationship wanting to get divorced or wanting to break up. Um, But, you know, there are a lot of people who, in a sense, um, still onto a lot of those traditional my that traditional mindset. And so for them, maybe there is a little bit less elasticity when it comes to dating people of younger or older ages um, and also being able to kind of step away from relationships at, at, after a certain point. You know, people who think, okay, well, you're already 50, 60. Why are you divorcing now? And I always actually say to people who get a divorce, I say, congratulations, because you finally... Um, had the confidence to say no to something that was no longer serving you. And that is a really difficult thing. And people don't just get divorced willy nilly. It's, you know, it's usually a pretty heavy decision, especially if there are children involved. So, um, so I think, you know, there's. Hold that thought for a second. Yeah. Um, Because you talked about confidence and I think it's also confidence and courage, right? Mm. Yeah. I think there is to do that and to also say, you know, yes, I was married for 30 years or 35 mm-hmm. years, but it's, it's like you just said, it's not serving me anymore. So, mm-hmm. and I wonder if there's that feeling of judgment also from their friends oh. that they've had for 30 years. And that's why I bring up the traditional mindset, right? Because there are a lot of people who have very traditional mindsets about it and think, well, why would I walk away from something at this point in my life? You know, I'm already 60. Who wants me? I'm already 50. Who wants me? Um, you know, this is, it's not great. It's not working. It's not lighting me up, but can I do better? Um, or is it worth throwing in the towel? Even after you've gone to couples therapy and you've done all the work and I'm not necessarily advocating that people just walk away from relationships without second thought. Um, but I think for people specifically who really have, you know, gone to couples counseling, tried to make it work, um, fought for the relationship, addressed their own issues, all of that, um, to finally have the courage, as you mentioned, to step away and say, you know what, I am going to start 
doing some things in my life that are more, or hopefully everything, but I'm going to change this in pursuit of something that now serves me. Um, And, you know, coming to terms with that is one thing. And then deciding to kind of dive back into dating is a whole other beast because that's where I usually come in with my clients is once they've gotten out of a long-term relationship or a few relationships that they've just realized are kind of toxic, they'll bring me in and I kind of start with them on their confidence. And then we get um, into, uh, into the dating stuff and really, you know, position them to not only just start dating in general, especially in this modern dating era, but looking for qualities in people that represent things they didn't have in their last relationship and things that they need for themselves in order to become, um, the partner that they really want and find the true love that they're really after. So when it comes to that, you know, it is interesting. Um, cause like I mentioned at the beginning, the younger people I date are usually the ones who are very much stuck in their kind of rigid checklists, um, which makes sense. You know, it's your first go, hopefully your last go, but, um, but you know, it's your first go. So you kind of have that checklist. And then as people get older, it's like, well, you know, I don't really know if I need someone who has the same religious beliefs, or I don't really know if I need someone who's six foot tall, maybe five, nine is okay. You know, and it's interesting because it really does become a little bit more, um, it, there's a shift that kind of goes from the external and into the internal. Yeah, I love that. And I So you see that shift with somebody who's younger versus older. Do you find that it's easier? And I know you have clients of all ages, so it's not, you know, not saying harder, easier. But do you find that it is a little easier to coach somebody that's older because they might be more open, generally speaking? Well, um, it totally depends on the person. Some of the older clients that I have, um, and actually, it's just a general thing, you know, not everyone wants to change their ways. Um, some people are really looking for, um, for, I guess, more of the validation of why they left and why that person wasn't meant for them, which is a total, that is an element of coaching, um, you know, is working on really coming to terms and gaining that personal closure and confidence to walk away. Um, but as far as uh, people wanting to change on their own, that's usually where I will start to see, you know, changes. Is this person really looking for a relationship or are they just looking for the confidence to walk away from relationships that don't serve them? Um, I will say that the people I coach for the most part are very responsive to the things that we work on. Um, so, you know, I will usually give them homework at the end and I'll say, all right, this week you're, you're, you're locking in two dates. I know you still, you still have your, you know, you're still thinking about this person, but you're locking in two dates, do it. Um, and I think, uh, they are a little bit more um, able to kind of get out of their shell and do that. Whereas actually sometimes the younger people, um, because they have such a rigid checklist in mind, it's a little harder for them sometimes to be open-minded. Um, but truly everyone is different. And then I think your second question originally was um, was around like, w- w- were you asking about the success rates of age well, gaps? Or? Yeah, so the age gap. So when you've got somebody who's younger, like, 20, let's just say 28 to 30 versus, Mm. are they looking for an older person or are they looking for someone around their age? And for the older person, are they, are men looking for younger women and are women looking for younger men? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
totally dependent on the person. I coach some people who are in their early 20s and they are looking for, you know, some women in their early 20s are very much dead set on 35-year-old men plus. I also coach some women in their early 20s who I say, you know, you're looking for marriage and this person is 23. Um, it's not really looking bright. Maybe you should date older. Maybe you should date 26, 27. Um, if, you know, you're really just looking for, and these are typically people who are more religious, um, but you are, you are looking for marriage. Um, and then, you know, as you go up again, it totally varies. I have, uh, some clients, specifically male clients who they want to date someone who is, you know, in their, um, in their age range, you know, if they're 55, they might want be open to someone 40 in their forties or early fifties. But I also date some people who are open-minded and they think, you know, I want to have fun. I didn't have that in my last relationship. I kind of wouldn't be too upset if a 25 year old girl wanted to, you know, wanted to date me and we could do fun trips together. So it really depends. Um, and it really kind of comes down, I think, as, at least from what I've seen um, to lifestyle compatibility. Um, if someone is lifestyle compatible, and you're, you have the physical attraction, you know, they're mentally stimulating enough for you. Um, you truly feel like you can just be yourself around them. And there's, it's a judgment-free zone and it's comfortable and they're easy to be around. Usually that supersedes age. And, um, and I think that's really what I advise people to focus on is the emotional intimacy and what they're looking for. You know, if someone is only looking for someone who um, they can go to nice dinners with and they don't want to talk about business at the end of the day, they don't want to talk about work, they just want a fun, late, easy relationship, maybe you are going to have a better time finding that in a younger partner. If you are looking for someone who's truly a, you know, life partner as an equal to walk through this world. You want someone who at the end of the day, you can talk to them about politics. You can talk to them about business. You can talk to them about, you know, you can connect on so many different ways. I usually say it's not that you can't find that in a younger person, but you're probably going to have, uh, you're going to have more in common with someone who probably is um, a little closer to your age or has, again, that same um, value system and is looking for the same things as you are. What do you think is, the most important thing, I know you're not a matchmaker, so mm-hmm. you, you are a coach helping people to date and find love, but what do you think is the most important quality as far as compatibility goes when you're coaching somebody? Is there something like that you think, you, you tell them to think about, like, is it lifestyle? I mean, if there's, if it's a certain religious belief, mm-hmm. I get that, they're looking for a certain religion, but what is that? I always say to my clients, um, we do a session. The first session is usually, what are your seven non-negotiables? You know, and the reason I choose seven is because three is usually pretty broad. Um, And, you know, once you start getting over seven, eight, then you start getting into that really dangerous zone of, you know, a laundry list of things that essentially um, makes it more difficult. You know, if you are overly picky, um, it can be really challenging sometimes to to find someone who checks all those boxes. So um, that's where I start. And it's hard, you know, I, I can't necessarily say that there's a specific quality that every single person has said that they want. I think for the most part, though, Jody, um, most people are looking for um, loyalty, and they want to be around people who make them feel like their best 
version of their own, uh, the best version of their own self. Um, so, so whatever, uh, sorry, that is my little dog in the background running. Um, but whatever that means to people, you know, for some people, truly, it is, I need them to be Orthodox Jewish, or I need them to be um, Christian and going to church every Sunday. For others, it's, I need them to be spontaneous. I want to hop on a plane and go to Italy and I need them to just come with me. And I want to, I want someone who enjoys that adventure for others. It's, I, you know, I coached a gentleman a while ago who really liked live concerts and he wanted someone who, you know, was able to go to live concerts and, you know, have a couple martinis. He had dated women who were overly, you know, extremely sober or very corporate and he was very corporate. So he was always attracting that, but then it became this competitive thing of, you know, whose resume is bigger. And it's, it's, that's not compatibility. Um, You know, what works on paper doesn't often work in real life because it takes more than that. It takes chemistry. It's funny because when you think about relationships, you think about when you just said on paper that I don't even know if you use this saying now because you're much younger than me, but he looks good on paper, right? But in person, mm-hmm. he's not. So mm-hmm. how many times have you experienced that or have seen that for a client or a friend who just say, look, he's good on paper, but he's not good for you. All the and, time. Yeah. Yeah. It's so common. You know, really the sweet spot Um, is when you have someone you are compatible with. So they are great on paper and, you know, they do check a lot of those non-negotiables and someone you have intense, fiery chemistry with. That's the sweet spot. That's nirvana. Um, But absolutely, I mean, that's typically, I think what happens on a lot of these dating apps, for example, is people find someone who they look great in their photo. Um, You know, they they meet the certain filters that the person is looking for. Okay, maybe they're six feet tall or, um, you know, both of you are Latina, whatever it might be. Um, And then you meet them in person. It's just crickets. Or you have people sometimes who you connect with. And maybe you've experienced with this where the chemistry is off the charts, but they're actually terrible on paper. And so the compatibility isn't there. And that can be that can also not work. So, um, Yeah. I think it happens with friends too. I mean, even when we met the other day and, um, you know, it was like, I had known you my whole life and we had only yeah. met each other like this. So whether it's with friends or in a romantic relationship, it's that energy, it's that vibe, it's that connection. And it's really hard to, yeah. I think, describe that connection because it is sort of indescribable, right? It's magnetic. Magnetic. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. Do you think that there are ages that are the most compatible or how do you feel about a big age disparity? Well, statistically, I would think there are. Um, Actually, there I do have a few statistics here. Um, You know, the likelihood of divorce, unsurprisingly, does go up as the age gap widens. So when you start to enter, you know, um, a five-year age gap, you're 18% more likely to get a divorce. 10-year age gap, 39% more likely to get a divorce. Uh, 20-year age gap, 95% more likely to get a divorce. So yeah, I mean, it's not that there's not a compatibility, but for sure, um, you know, the older, the, the wider the age gap, naturally, you're going to have less in common. And so after a certain point in time, it makes sense that those relationships maybe would would not, and I don't want to mass categorize, but statistically speaking, you know, they, they have a lower success rate for a reason. Um, I would say more people uh, do stay married 
if they have a closer age gap, but it totally depends on the individual. Depends where they're at in life, depends what they're looking for, um, what they're willing to settle on, what they're not willing to settle on. And that means different things to different people. So um, personally, you know, I do think uh, three to 10 years is a nice place to be um, based on what I've seen in my personal life, what I've seen in my clients, but there's no one size fits all. I love that you said that because I agree with you. I don't think one size fits all. Mm -mm. Um, I was married once before. My husband was the same age and now I'm married to somebody who's older than me. And quite honestly, I like, I like the age gap there. Mm -hmm. I think it it works. It works for me. Mm -hmm. So we have like one minute left in the show. I can't believe how fast. All right. So, um, how can people reach you to get coaching yes. from So uh, my Instagram and TikTok are ask.nelly. That's where I post a lot of my content. Um, I don't uh, market my coaching just because it is something that I'm very much in demand for. I, I just do it based on word of mouth. But if people are um, looking for a dating coach and they DM me, um, I might see it and and certainly um, respond. I will be coming out with a course soon as well called Manifesting Mr. Right in a World of Fuckboys. So that I will be announcing on my Instagram and that will be in the next um, month. So that I'm really excited for. And I think a lot of people are really going to see um, just kind of the step-by-step how-to from, you know, starting at a, at a single state and really, you know, understanding how to lean into your feminine energy, how to meet men who you are compatible with, and then how to see if there is that chemistry there. And of course, how to maintain it because you don't want to get, you know, the perfect person in front of you and then have them lose interest. So I'm really excited for that. And, uh, and that's where they can find me. Well, Nellie, thank you so, so much for coming on the show like this. It was such a pleasure to have you here again. And we will be having Nellie back again in the new year. So thank you very much, everybody, for joining me today. I'm Fearlessly Authentic. I hope we have educated, entertained, empowered, and inspired you to live a fearlessly authentic life. Bye, everybody. I'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in this week to Fearlessly Authentic. Please listen again next Thursday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Jody Harrison Bauer, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and unlock the keys to a more powerful you. 